No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents The Holders Series Number 39 Holder of Absence In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to. When you reach the front desk, ask to visit someone who calls himself the Holder of Absence. Should the person at the front desk try to convince you that the person you wish to visit is no longer there, ask to visit their cell nonetheless. At this point, the receptionist shall show you a look that can only be defined as emotionless. The receptionist will lead you down a long hall with many doors on either side until you reach an iron door with one barred window on it. They will open the door for you, but lead you no further. Beyond the door is darkness. Nothing more. As you step into the darkness, the door will slam shut behind you. You are now trapped, and the only way to go is forward. You will not be able to see the ground, the roof, or the walls. Be aware, you may be walking for a very long time, possibly days. As you walk, you will begin to feel cold and empty inside. You will feel as if your soul has left your body as a shell. In time, you may hear footsteps that echo loudly. Stop immediately and wait. If the footsteps do not stop, you must sit down and wait until they do. If they begin to grow even louder, then you will surely perish by an unimaginable horror. If the footsteps do stop, you must press forward until you reach another iron door, illuminated by a light behind it. Open it and step inside. Inside will be a pitch black room. Only a small circle of light upon the floor can be seen, lit by a small candle. Behind the light will be a chair with a coat on it. Approach the chair but do not sit in it, no matter how long you have been walking. Wait until the candle burns out. When it does, reach out and take the coat. The next time you blink, you will find yourself in front of the desk in the mental institution or halfway house. Reach into the right inside breast pocket of the coat and pull out a singed sheet of paper with red ink. Do not read this ink or the holder of absence will become present and destroy you with unthinkable pain and anguish. This paper is Object 39 of 538. Number 40. Holder of the Abandoned. 
in any city, in any country. Go to any orphanage or halfway house you can get yourself to. When you reach the front desk, ask to visit someone who calls himself the holder of the abandoned. The attendant will look up at you with lonely eyes and lamely motion for you to follow her. She will lead you through a maze of corridors. Do not look back and keep on her heels, or you will be forever lost in this maze. She will show you a door, crumbling with age. She will then suddenly vanish, abandoning you to your fate. Push forward, or be lost forever. After you open the door, you'll be confronted with a hedge maze of slowly dying bushes. Follow your gut as you navigate, or risk losing yourself to an eternity of wandering. Listen carefully. Every step you make will ring loudly through the still air. Should the sound stop, stand still and don't dare to move. If you hear a buzzing sound, shout out, Go back! I do not need your help! If the buzzing persists, then run. Run for your life. Your body, your mind, your very soul will be in great danger. Do not stop, no matter what you may hear or see. Should they catch you, you will be gnawed eternally by the sharp fangs of every problem that has ever plagued mankind. If you escape, then you may consider yourself blessed with luck few have had before. Eventually you'll make it to the end. You will stand before a golden gate. Knock once, and it will swing open for you. Slowly enter the courtyard. Inside you will find a beautiful man in his late forties, wandering around aimlessly. Ask him this and nothing else. Where were they abandoned? If this man attacks you, then count yourself lucky. You will never see the end of this. If not, he will show you. He will show you every hidden crevice, every basement layer, every corpse, every madman, every evil place that these things have tainted. You will probably go insane. If not, then you are truly destined to see this task to the end. The man will have left you by the end of this slideshow. In his place, you will find a map and a broken watch. The watch shows you how much time you have left in this race. You may not keep it, and you will not remember the time that it shows. That map is Object 40 of 538. Number 41. Holder of Solitude. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to. As you approach the front desk, keep your gaze on the floor. Should your gaze wander, then you have already failed. At the desk, do not move or shift your gaze until the worker makes a sound, recognizing your existence. 
without upturning your eyes, ask her for the being known as the holder of solitude. As these words leave your lips, a great gong will ring, shaking the very ground you stand on. Once the ring of the gong turns to silence, you can finally observe your surroundings. You will find yourself under a strange sky in a vast and morbid wasteland. Only a cold stone path leads towards the horizon. The instant you become aware of this lifeless wasteland, you must start moving, for they know you are there, and they do not take well to outsiders. Should clouds gather in the sky and darkness encroach on the path during your crossing towards the horizon, shut your eyes and kneel. No mortal has ever let his stare rest upon this world's inhabitants. As you kneel, you must plead. I do not know you, nor have I any wish to, but my path is here, and I must follow it. After you have uttered these words, await their judgment. Should they choose to allow your presence, you will feel them retreating. Should they decide otherwise, then this was not your fate. Hope that they end your existence quickly. At the end of your path awaits an obsidian pillar. Perched atop it is an obsidian gargoyle regarding your approach. The gargoyle will only stir to the sound of one question. Who shall perish? Once these words are spoken, the gargoyle shall descend upon you, and his wings will envelop you in darkness. There he will show you the lives of all human beings as stars in the darkness, and as stars you will watch them flicker and die. For eons, you shall watch the deaths of those who came before you and those yet to come, and you shall experience their loneliness as you watch them die, sensing how utterly separated they were from each other. This shall continue until your sanity shatters, or until only one light remains. And so the gargoyle shall speak. Your end is not mine to reveal to you, and it is not what you seek. These words will echo inside your head until the day the task is completed. Once again, you must shut your eyes, lest you keep your gaze on the last remaining light, and the gargoyle will devour you. As you shut your eyes, you will feel as though you are being hurled through the dimensions, spinning endlessly until solid ground is only a vague memory. At that moment you will be thrown to a stone floor, and it will be as being born again, as returning into the light after eternities in darkness. And once you open your eyes, you will look around at a gargantuan, withering ballroom the cracked marble floor covered with dead leaves. At the far end of the room you will see a light calling you. As you advance towards it, you will be able to make out something hung upon the wall. A dark kite shield decorated with macabre symbols. The symbols seemingly alive and pulsating. You need only to take it off the wall to claim it. 
The moment the shield leaves the wall, you will be back at the front desk where the worker is staring at you intently. She knows what you have started, and she hates you for it. The shield you hold in your hands is object 41 of 538. Pray that it can protect you from what is to come. Number 42. Holder of the Star. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or hospital and ask the main desk for the one who refers to himself as the Holder of the Star. The worker will stare into your eyes with a smug look of contempt for several seconds. If he does not see your heart's resolve in your eyes, he will laugh arrogantly. If he does, flee, or guards shall take hold of you and lock you in a cramped cell where you will hear the man's laughter in waking and sleeping as long as you live. If he sees the determination in your eyes, he shall stand and guide you down a hallway. He will stop at a cell door and will hand you the key, saying nothing and walking away. With key in hand, grab the handle and turn it slowly. It is not locked. Instead of a cell behind the door, there is a hall, dimly lit. Enter the corridor, then close and lock the door behind you. As you walk down this hallway, you will hear the laughter of children playing mixed with the heartwarming chants of foreign monks. Quickly, the laughter will turn to screams and the chants to curses. As long as you hear these terrible noises, you are safe. But if your courage sways and the slightest fear overcomes you in this corridor, the sounds shall stop. And if this happens, shut your eyes and pray that what hideous creature that just awakened will take your life in its first bite. If you survive this corridor, you shall reach a small locked door. The light will dim around you until all you can see is the door. When all is dark, use the key you are given and unlock the door. Enter through the door into a small, pitch black cell. In the cell, there is a hooded man in red robes. He holds a candle and keeps his eyes closed while chanting. He sits in the middle of a pentacle drawn in glowing red blood. The stench it produces will cause you to gag, but dare not do any more than that. Before the man is a smoldering rock. Do not stare at the stone directly for too long or the burning from the rock shall envelop your mind and send your body into a fiery eternity. Instead, stare at the candle and listen to the old man. He responds to only one question. What must be done to complete their task? The man shall stop chanting, and he will tell you five names and five questions. He shall inform you that you must learn on your own which matches with the other. He shall then dab his forefinger in the blood of the pentacle and will draw on the wall a formula. A key, plus a book, plus a quill, plus a word, scrawled in a way that is illegible. 
yields an open book with three ovals drawn around it. He shall chuckle warmly and return to his seating place. He will hand you the still-burning stone, and from behind his robe he shall pull out a still-beating heart. With all your might, crush the organ until it no longer quivers. Inside the meaty mush you will find an antique fountain pen. When you look back up, you will find the old man dead, with a look of serene content upon his face. Pay this man the final honor of closing his eternally glassy eyes and leave the room. He was the holder, and his looks deceive. If you are to touch him again, you will become one of the cursing monks for eternity. The darkness will sweep over you, and when it lifts, you will find yourself outside of the hospital. You will find the pen to never require refilling of its red ink. Though the ink never stinks of it, you will realize that it is your blood that drains through the pen onto paper. Should you ever allow this object to be destroyed, a horrific, slow death will befall you. As long as you hold this item, you will hear whispering chants in the back of your mind until you die or do their bidding. This pen is object 42 of 538. It wills you to write in the cursed tome with your own blood. Number 43. Holder of Earth. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to. When you reach the front desk, ask to visit someone who calls himself the Holder of Earth. The worker will laugh loudly, drawing the attention of only one other patron. The worker will remain seated, but the person whose attention he drew will call you over. Do not ask him anything as he leads you to a disused broom closet deep in the asylum. He will open the door for you and wait for you to enter first. Do not do this, or the stairway inside the door will disappear and you will plummet endlessly through the ice-cold black. Instead, tell him, I would not dare see these sights before you. If he believes you, he will nod slightly and enter, and you should follow him. If he does not, be thankful that you are deep enough into the asylum that no one can hear your screams. As you descend the stairway, you will hear beastly yells coming from all sides, but primarily from above you. Keep your eyes trained to the darkness below you, for the man will have vanished in the darkness, though you will be able to feel that you are not alone. You must never look up, or the demons in hell spawn watching you, mocking you, will descend, rending your flesh from your bones draining your blood, ripping your muscles and sinew in all too long of an instant. As you climb down, you will find the atmosphere becoming more and more tomb-like. And though you will still be able to hear the demons above, it will seem as though there is finally a ceiling overhead. You must still take the utmost caution never to look up. After an impossibly long amount of time, 
you will set foot on solid, soft ground again. If the demons from the stairwell have stopped their yelling, you will not live to see the ground. If they have not, you will wish they had. For now is your opportunity to ask the only question to which the darkness will respond. You must ask firmly, How can they be stopped? When you do, ghastly wails will emit from below you, though you will still be able to feel the ground under you. You will be able to sense the gentleman who led you here turn around. His eyes will pierce you, though you will not be able to see them. You must never look down or otherwise falter your gaze from the darkness immediately in front of you. The wails will continue, wordless at first, but a strong male voice will lead them into speaking in unison. They will tell you of the one thing that can prevent the result of the objects coming together, but it will be interlaced with every last consequence of doing so. They will tell you of the sky raining fire, of rivers turning red with your blood, and they will tell you so much more. When the consequences are finished, the lights will suddenly go on. The man who led you here will be gone. In his place will be an object that you will not be able to see in this place, lest it drive you completely insane. You must close your eyes as soon as the lights come on and feel around blindly on the floor for the warm, rough texture of the object. If you do not close your eyes, you will see what the ground is made of. Disemboweled human corpses, all missing their eyes, though their mouths still breathe. If you look at this sight and are not driven mad immediately, you will become one of them, joining the satanic earth. If you take the object successfully, though, you will be transported to the interior of the asylum, where you may open your eyes. The granite stone is object 43 of 538. Number 44. Holder of War. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to. Gaze at the ceiling with a bored expression as you walk up to the front desk and with a voice that sounds like it is distant and indifferent and ask to see the holder of war. You will get a light tap on the shoulder. It is now safe to look down. The attendant will smile politely and begin walking, giving a speech that sounds almost mechanical as he describes the history of the asylum. Do not react to his speech. It is insanely bloody and filled with rather graphic descriptions. But reaction at this point means a one-way trip to hell. After some time of walking, you will come to an elaborately carved door of mahogany and gold. Stop in front of it. Keep your bored expression on your face, possibly adding a blank grin. But do not react as the worker grabs you by the back of your shirt, or he will change his grip and you will be without your head. The worker will pitch you through the door, and you will hear it slam shut behind you, 
You are on what might have once been fertile farmland, but is now a ravaged, blasted battlefield. Soldiers clad in two colors, a horribly bright yet somehow stained white and filthy, sickening black, are battling in the most horrid manners possible, firing with rifles, cannons, swords, bows, and all the weapons of war that have existed since the dawn of time. Do not shrink from this battlefield, or the soldiers will notice you, stop their quarrels, and turn upon you with a ravenous hatred. For you are what they have been fighting over, and in their fevered, battle-crazed minds, that means that you are the cause of all their bloodshed. Also, do not try to go back through the door. It has fallen flat in the mud, pushed over by a screaming infantryman wielding a bayoneted rifle. If you let him get the better of you, he will rip you to pieces in seconds, but somehow not manage to kill you. The pain of the experience will undoubtedly drive what is left of your mind mad. Instead, drop your bored expression and put a grim, determined one on your face. Walk in measured military-style steps straight ahead until you see a three-story tall structure of blasted concrete that might have once been a command bunker. Do not turn around while doing so. The armor has arrived to the field, and if you stop or change your pace, the tanks will run you down. Once you have entered the bunker, do not give any notice to anyone who makes a request of you or tries to talk to you, no matter how desperate they seem. They each think you are the enemy, and the moment you are spawned, you'll be rewarded with a knife to the face. Instead, go straight up the stairway in front of you to the second level of the bunker. As you mount the stairs, a crash will be heard behind you. That's the fire doorway sealing as a flamethrower detachment attacks. On the second level, there is only one man, sitting at a desk, yelling into a phone. The stairs to the third level are a mass of twisted concrete. The man at the desk wears the stars of a general, but does not seem to notice that the phone, as well as all those on the level, are dead. Walk up to him, salute, and in your finest military voice yell, Sir! He will snap around to stare at you. If he thinks you are not worthy of his army, he will slowly dismantle you with his hands, and you will join him in his oncoming death. If he thinks you are worthy, he will nod and stare pointedly at you. He does not like slackers so quickly ask him your question. The only one he will respond to is, Where do I go, sir? He will tell you. He will tell you in such detail, such horrifying detail, that you will be tempted to strangle him. Do not try it. He is a far more experienced fighter than you could ever hope to be. And should you break salute, you will meet an extremely messy demise. When he is done, he will say, at ease, and hand you his pistol. This is your cue to drop salute, 
take the sidearm and put it in your holster. If you did not have one before, you do now. An explosion will suddenly decimate the far wall and atomize the general. Through the hole you will see, on the horizon, the long thin shape of a missile rising. Shut your eyes tight and open them for nothing. The sounds of horde battle will fade away until, out of the silence, a single gunshot rings out. Open your eyes. You are standing in the middle of a field of waving wheat. Somehow, you know that this is where the horrific battle you walked through will take place. And you also know, somehow, that you will be in the general's place. The pistol he handed you is object 44 of 538. Learn how to use it. It has one magazine left. If you fire the last shot at the right time, you will avoid the fate of the general. If not, you will join him. For more information on this podcast, including how to submit your own story for consideration, please visit creepypod.com. You can also follow us at CreepyPod on social media and YouTube. All stories told on this podcast are done so through Creative Commons share-alike licensing or with written consent from the authors. No portion of this podcast may be rebroadcast or otherwise distributed without the express written consent of the Creepy Podcast production team and the story's author. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust (laughs) The only thing I could hear was 7219 (laughs) laughing Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.